Welcome to another episode of Mostly Sports. This is your host, Keon St. John. What's going on? Good, good. Hopefully everything's excellent with you. Let's get to it, man. Um, talk about these Warriors, these Raptors. Now, first I'm going to talk about the game. And then we're going to talk about KD's injury. And what that means on so many different levels. So, with the game, Toronto and Golden State, Toronto was trying to close out the series and bring a championship to Toronto and the first basketball championship to uh, the state of Canada, excuse me, the state, uh, the country of Canada. So, you know, they had a lot on the line. And you know, but early on, KD, you know, came back and he um, played 11 minutes before he got hurt. But within those 11 minutes, he was three for three from three. Uh, got a, had a block. I mean, they was looking like like how they look most of the year when everybody's healthy. Damn near unstoppable. KD looked like he was about to go for 45. You know, and then he went down. He went down. I believe they was up six when he went down early in the second quarter. And that was that for him. He limped to the locker room. It didn't look good. We all kind of knew what it was. Like I said, I'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But from then on, though, now if you're Golden State, you're trying to get your thoughts together because you feel for your teammate. You know he just literally left it all on the court. Literally gave it all that he had you know before you know before he went down. And you know feeling bad for him and then trying to refocus your energy on the game. Now if you're Toronto <clears throat> you probably feel a little you don't feel good to see a player go down but you know that's that's KD. You know he he's he's a difference maker when he's on the court. It's difference when he when he when he's on the court, and it's a difference when he's off of the court. So you know I'm sure they looked at it and said, okay, they, I'm sure they thought they would just go back to what they've been doing, and you know trying to double Clef, uh stay in, in uh, excuse me Stephen Clay, trying to really just be long because without. When KD's on the court for Golden State, you know, he's also their longest player, their longest defender, right? So, and that's one of the areas that Toronto has an advantage on Golden State when KD's not in the game is their length. Those guys are long. Uh, Ibaka's long. Siakam's long. Danny Green has good wingspan, you know. So, but with KD not out there, I'm sure Toronto looked to get right back to doing what they was doing. They was getting all of the rebounds. Um, the whole killing Golden State on second chance points for most of the series, which is why they was able to get a 3-1 lead. But instead what happened was it was it was almost like they kind of took their foot off of the gas a little bit. And Kawhi didn't have it going early. He didn't. He was off 
most of the for pretty much the first three quarters of the game. Um, I thought I thought Ibaka was playing well. Siakam was playing well. He was getting to the line. I thought uh, Lowry was playing decent. Van Bleet hit some shots. Van Fleet, excuse me, hit some shots. Um, but it was a tug of war going back and forth. Clay and Steph, they they let it be known they was going to be shooting the ball. Like they uh, think. Steph took 14 threes. He was like 7 for 14, something like that. Or, or excuse me, like 16 threes. He was like 7 for 16 or 5. He was 5 for 14, excuse me. Steph was 5 for 14 for 3, and Clay was like 7 for 16. So that means they, they knew they came in, they came into that game saying we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go down swinging, and Golden State needed every bit of it. Quinn Cook hit a couple of shots. Iguodala hit a couple of shots. So I thought they got some good minutes out of Boogie Cousins. Uh, for the first time, damn near whole playoffs, it seemed like he had some some burst in him, you know. And what I mean by that is, he was able to get some block shots. I haven't seen him even be that aggressive on the defensive end. And even when he was aggressive, he just couldn't get his butt off of the ground because of the injury. You know, he's not all the way back yet. Um, but he he looked like a little bit of the old Boogie Cuz last night. So. You know, it was a tug of war. It was going back and forth for most of the game. It was going back and forth for most of the game. Um, and then the fourth quarter starts. And then the fourth quarter starts. Fourth quarter started, it was like, you know, because at one point in this third quarter, Golden State had built a, they built like a 14-point lead. So, they, you know, they... But you know, in these in these playoffs, these finals, whoever builds the lead, normally you're gonna give it up eventually because this is a game of runs, and you want to run, and normally eventually the other team will go on a run. Uh, it hasn't been so much so. It's been harder for Golden State to fight back because of all the injuries. You know, no disrespect to McKinney and Quinn Cook, but that's not that's not Kevin Durant out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different. You know. Um, but like I said, the fourth quarter started and it was going back and forth. Lowry began to start making some shots, some more shots. He began, he began to get a little bit more aggressive, taking the ball to the hole, getting good shots in the key, getting some good passes in the key. Um, he had a couple threes. And then later in the fourth, Kawhi started cooking. I think he scored like 10 straight at one point in the fourth quarter. Two threes and a couple of twos. He he looked like he was about to was about to bring the title Serrano himself. Like he 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 had that look. You know that look when you know I see I've you've seen KD have that look the past few finals. You know Jordan used to have that look. Kobe used to have that look. I saw that look in Kawhi. I saw it. It was only a glimpse, you know, and that's the difference a little bit is, I mean, we'll see who has, he has two more chances, at least uh, one if he gets it right, but, you know, that look at just being aggressive, just knowing that nobody can't, that knowing that if they single team you, if they single covered you, and I don't care who it is, or he's a big or a small, or middle-sized guy, or the best defender, whoever it is. If there's one guy covering you, you feel like it's a mismatch. 
because you got it going. And that's what he looked like. Slightly controversial, but Nick Nurse, the Toronto Raptors, you know, hindsight is always 20-20. I don't necessarily knock him for doing that. But he called a timeout with three minutes to go right after right after Kawhi had scored one of those buckets. And people are getting on him saying he shouldn't have called that timeout because his team was rolling. They had a lot of momentum going. And, you know, six-point lead, three minutes to go. <clears throat> you know, you get a stop, you get another three, you have nine. And, you know, so now it's a different game. Not saying they can't come back from that. It just makes it a little bit tougher to do so. So, but he called a timeout. It felt like his guys needed a rest. I don't knock him for that. Fatigue makes mice out of many men, you know. I don't care who you are. If you get tired, it's tough to do what you're trying to do. And, yeah, these guys are professional athletes, but they do need breathers. They are not machines, uh, contrary to popular belief. You know, I know you see him running, 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 and you think that some of these guys never get tired. They need these timeouts. But the thing about when he called the timeout was not only did he give his team a break, he gave Golden State a break. <laughs> Excuse me. He gave Golden State a break. So with that being said, when they came back after that timeout, Golden State looked they looked good. Instead of, you know, previously the shots had been short for Steph. Not those next two. They weren't short. It was cash. And then Clay. Cash. He looked at nice and like he just got just enough rest. Just enough. And Golden State pulls out the victory. So they get a big, big win. Obviously, down 3-1, you want to get that win. 3-2, now you're going back to Golden State or another shot to win another game. But they also get a big, big loss in KD. So, to wrap up a little bit of summary of the game, Rudy Tom, the, the great Rudy Tom Janovich, I think that's his name, Rudy Tom Janovich, yes. Rudy T is what they call him. His quote, which will live on forever, never underestimate the heart of a champion. And that's what Golden State showed. Because they didn't play great down the stretch. They had some turnovers down the stretch. Um, turnovers in the fourth quarter down the stretch. Turnovers down six they had, you know. So they didn't play great, but what they did was they played hard and, and they just kept fighting. You kept fighting even when you're losing. You keep fighting because if you're a competitor, that's just what you're going to do. And they kept fighting. They put themselves in a position to win the game. And that's what they did. They pulled it out. So, 3-2. Heading back to the Oracle. Heading back to Oaktown. And we'll see what the game is about on Thursday night. I don't know. In all reality, Toronto should win. They should win because they got more healthy players. <laughs> you know, to be honest. <laughs> that's why they should win. They got more healthy players. And they're, and they're a well-coached team. But you never underestimate the art of a champion. So I don't know what the hell Golden State's going to do. I kind of think they're going to lose, but I just don't know. 
I just don't know. Steph, he hasn't really had one of those games yet. Or he did, excuse me. He had one of those games, but that's when Clay was out. So, that you know, that that was all they had, you know, that game. But they're gonna, he's going he's gonna to need something similar along with Clay. They both be on at the same time, really, for Golden State to have a shot, I feel like. Because even with the crowd going crazy, you know, Toronto has won three straight games, two in his playoffs, you know, at Oracle. So they're not afraid to go up there. They're very, very comfortable in that gym. They are not afraid. But the more the game keeps going on, the more pressure is building up on Toronto because they haven't been there before. Not all those guys. Uh, uh, Danny Green's been there. Kawhi's been there. I mean, that's about it. Nobody else has had really any finals experience. So this is different. It's different than playing in the park. Some guys are nervous in the park. Imagine what some of these guys feel like on this stage. You just don't know how they're going to react. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Now I'm back to KD. Really, really big injury on so many levels. I'm going to try to break it down. I got to get ready to go into work here in a little bit. On one end, let's talk about just KD, the person. Big up to him for even coming back and trying to play. But if you saw the injury and you saw the close-up of his leg and the way that it snapped like a rubber band, he had no business being out there. He had absolutely no business being out there. He's already seven foot, six eleven, seven foot, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's already. Sorry, that's my alarm. I apologize. He's already uh, very slight. And build, you know, he's a skinny guy. He has very, very skinny legs. So when I saw his leg snap like that, you saw his calf snap pretty much like a rubber band. And that pretty much equated to me that he was a tire that that was a tire that didn't have much tread left on it. And they had to know, the team doctors had to know that. That was a possibility because it just was a matter of time. He only played, you know, a quarter and in, in, in a, in a change, you know, not even a half, a quarter and a little bit. Maybe, you know, first couple minutes of the second quarter and, and, and it snapped. The trainers had to know that they had to know it wasn't much trail left. They must have said something like uh, maybe um, it all depends on how you feel or. You know, it's up to you on, on what you think you can do. And I'm not saying Kevin Durant didn't want to play. He didn't maybe force the issue a little bit and say, yeah, I'm going to go. Because I would I would have did the same thing. I mean, I just broke my foot last year. And I didn't know I broke it, but it was hurting like hell. But I almost tried to finish the game. Until I, you know, I was like, nah, it's just too much pain. I just couldn't do it. But... And that's just in the park. So imagine him on this stage in the finals. You want to get out there? You want to help your team? I understand that. But somebody in that organization should have said, nah, you're not clear, man. You're not playing. 
because now if he tore his Achilles, we don't know that is what um, is suspected that he did. Hopefully it's just a torn calf. Hopefully it's not a torn Achilles because if he tore his Achilles, he's going to miss probably all of next year. Now, that's huge. That means that's a year gone out of his career. He's already 30 years old. He's going to be 31 coming up. That means he wouldn't be able to play until he's like 32 years old. So that's, you know, that's huge to lose a year this time. It's different when you lose a year when you're 19, when you're 20, when you're 21, when you're 22, when you're 23. It's different when you lose those years. But when you lose these years in these 30s, I mean, he probably only has seven, eight, maybe six, seven, uh, six, seven like clutch KD years left before, you know, Father Time starts knocking on the door. Father Time, you know, is undefeated. Everybody loses against Father Time. You know, everybody. It's like, you know, whatever, 22,000, whatever, 22 billion and oh, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody loses against Father Time. So and he, he can't get that time back. Now, I respect him and award him for going out there and putting his self on the line. But from the Warriors standpoint, their team doctors, their organization, I don't think they should have let him out there. Because out that tire just didn't have much tread on it. You know, it just didn't. It was the reason why he only practiced a little bit the day before the game. You know, he didn't practice much. He only practiced a little bit before the game, the day before. Right, because he said it was sore. It's like, yeah, it started getting a little sore. And it's like, uh, that's the tread. Getting getting slight. It was only a matter of time before it, before it pops. So I feel really, really bad for him, for NBA fans, because we were robbed of greatness. I mean, if you're a Toronto fan, you hate that he tore his Achilles, but you're trying to win a championship, so you're not really caring about that that much if you're a Toronto fan. These sports fans are ruthless. But hopefully for his sake, you know, and I'm a Knicks fan, and I want him to be in my Knicks, just hopefully KD could just come back and just be KD because I enjoyed watching him at Texas. I enjoyed watching him at in, when he was with uh, the Seattle Supersonics, when he went to OKC, Golden State. So he, even if he comes to my Knicks or not, he's a pleasure to watch on the court. So I hope he gets back at least to maybe 80%. The Achilles is hard. You know, the Achilles injury is the same injury that knocked Kobe down. Kobe was thinking about retirement. Then he tore his Achilles and he said, yeah, I'm retiring. Yeah, it's, it's a wrap. So... I don't know, it's tough, but for his sake and his family's sake, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he come back and be and be full strength. Now, if he opts out of his contract, another team tries to sign him as a free agent. So they're going to sign up. Are you going to give a max player, a max contract to a player that is guaranteed to miss the entire next season? That's something to think about. You know, that's $40 million that you're throwing away for a year. Is it worth it? Sure. Because that's KD. Now, if he was a guy who who fly, who, who flew around and, and was dunking all the time on people, or if his game was more of an explosive game, I, I would say, like a D-Rose, you know, a young D-Rose, then 
the Achilles will be real bad because he have to change his whole game around. But he's KD. His game is I'll raise up from anywhere on the court and shoot this jumper in your face. You know, that's different between KD. Like, it's one thing to be a great shooter. It's another thing to be seven foot and a great shooter. On one of KD's threes, it was Kawhi Leonard and Sergi Baca flying at his face, and he just rose up and just shot the ball over both of them. Steph can't do that. He's going to have to back up. He's going to have to go to the side. He's going to have to catch a screen. Same with Clay. He's going to have to either back up, step back, uh, one dribble to the right, one dribble to the left, maybe a screen, maybe a sidestep, but that you just can't raise up when you're not seven foot and shoot over seven footers with ease. That's what makes KD KD because he can do that. So because that's his game, I think at 80%, even if, even if he comes back at 80% and he loses a little bit on the defensive agility, a little bit on his crossover might not be as sharp as it was, but if he can still raise up from 30 feet, 35 feet and shoot it on whoever, then it's worth it. And that's why I think it's worth it. KD's a special, special player. And, you know, so if you're the Knicks, if you're the Nets, if you're the Lakers, if you're the whoever is trying to get them, uh, Golden State, you, you do that. You make it happen. So, you know, prayers up to KD, man. Hopefully he, he recovers. But this is a hell of a series, and I'm looking forward to seeing Thursday. Very, very good series, man. Real quick, a little San Diego shout-out, man. You know, y'all know that's my hometown. Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State alum, Norman Power, excuse me, Norman Powell on the Raptors as well, one of the backup players. He's from San Diego. He's from Southeast San Diego, went to Lincoln High School. Shout out SD, man. All right. Thank y'all for your time. I'm about to go punch this clock. Please remember, win with class, lose with class. I'm out.